0: Thank <laughs> you. Welcome to Ike Ikeba's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source. I hope you're staying weird out there, Grand Forks. Uh, tonight, we're going to be doing the movie The Hills Have Eyes 2. Even though I thought it was an abomination,
1: I figured we should talk about it. So... Yes, yes. A lot a lot to say about Hills Have Eyes 2. I can't wait to pick your brains about it. Are you doing I a think, pun? Well, that's a little... A little teaser for what we're going to be talking about in the movie here. so It will be. Because there's definitely some brains to be had. But what's even better to be had is your next dinner and movie destination, and that's our friends at the River Cinema and the Shire Bar and Grill, because we want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Both are located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, The Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. Now, I was just at the Shire last week. I had some of their pretzel sticks. Those are freaking delicious, especially because they give you a super zesty dipping sauce with it, too. Some of this week's featured movies are Living, Infinity Pool, Sun, and Missing. You can find the complete listings of all the movies and showtimes on their website at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget, Tuesday is $5 movies all day long and the $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesday and Thursdays. Now, the River Cinema 15, they got multiple theaters with luxury recliners expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages. And it's family-owned and operated, who also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. And you can find their listings on morefamilytheaters.com for all their showtime. So, yeah, check them out. River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Icky, I know you're a fan of the Shire also. Yes, I am, actually. They have great food
0: there. I had the poultry geist the last time I was there, and I was blown away by it.
1: Yes, yes. So, all right. So... Hills Have Eyes Two. This is a remake. Now there were two originals. Have you seen the originals?
0: Yeah, uh, a long time ago. There were West Craven films, if I remember right, and so was the remakes actually West Craven films. Um, but uh, it this... had it had a guy by the name of Michael Berryman playing the one of the head. Uh, um, Hills Have Eyes people. I don't know how to describe it. Now for this them.
1: sequel, I, according to my research, I saw there was a different director here called Martin Wise. For this maybe the original remake was Wes Craven? I I'm not guess.
0: sure. I thought I thought yeah. I saw something about Wes Craven at the end of the movie. Maybe he
1: produced or it. Or maybe it was some. a consultant or something like that. Yeah. I could do some more digging here as we go along here, but yeah, Wes Craven, I, I remember seeing the original Hills have eyes many, many years ago. And I remember at the time too it was considered like really groundbreaking for horror, right? Well it was and like an s-
0: exploitation film.
1: Yeah. But it has it has a big following. The original, and then I think there was a sequel in like the eighties. I want to say. Well, the
0: first I think the first Hills Have Eyes came out in the seventies, and then the yeah. in the eighties they came out with another one.
1: And then then, then they did a remake. Was, that was like what two thousand three or five around My, there? Must have been because
0: yep. this was two thousand seven.
1: Yep. Yeah. So what? what so for the, did you see the remake? Why Why start covering Hills Have Eyes to the remake, not the original?
0: I don't know. I don't think I have it.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. Fair enough. So I know I heard that first Hills Eyes remake is just stupendous.
0: Well, you know, it's about a family who gets stuck in this nuclear testing zone, and there's all these uh, basically nuclear zombies that have been inbreeding for years and things like that, and they live in the hills in this bunker in, I think it's New Mexico or something like that.
1: Yeah, they kind of have an opening text scroll just kind of briefly explaining just pretty much what you just said. Setting up what happened in the first movie, saying you know this is was it Sector sixty six
0: Sector sixteen I think or it was.
1: sixteen. You know it's closed off, not officially acknowledged, and they're talking about how a bunch of people went officially missing. And they kind of show the opening scene of the movie. It looks like maybe a search and rescue squad is there. Yeah, trying, and they all get picked off right away.
0: Well, some of them get hit with pickaxes. Some of them get hit with uh butcher giant butcher knives you know the reason i picked this movie was because the special makeup effects were so good in it especially on the creatures
1: that was one of my questions i had for you, you know where you know long-time viewers know you're always big on the practical effects i know you said you've read many books on practical effects and just i always kind of interested in how you rank the practical effects for movies so you're you like the practical effects for all the monsters or the radioactive uh, natives for this for this movie yes yeah, so like, yeah, they kind of like had pretty grotesque-looking faces, full of all the crazy radio radiation effects and, and whatnot, right?
0: And then they're they're like abducting these women to have their babies.
1: Yeah, the movie starts with some very. This is this is this movie wears its R rating on its sleeve. It starts off with like, uh, make sure to let you know the movie you're in for because it sh- starts off with some very hardcore, edgy R, heavy R stuff. Well, the whole the
0: whole movie is, you know, yeah. and that's another reason I chose it because it's a huge exploitation film, and I love exploitation films. Um,
1: now, for viewers that may be a little, you may not t- super into movies. What, what, what would you mean by that? Well, exploitation films they push
0: the limit to mm-hmm. what they can go to. What they can get away and it's with, the taboo, art. and mm-hmm. it's all that stuff. Um. Exploitation films, when they first came out, were originally uh, hygiene films, or films like *Reaver Madness*. But then they be, they started some of the slasher films in like the '80s and '70s. Like you had the Dolmite, which was black exploitation, and you had the uh, hillbilly exploitation and the exploitation, and all sorts of films that were coming out that were just pushing. You big know, in the '70s, right? Big in the yeah. '70s, yeah.
1: Well, the Grindhouse films, especially. Yeah, the yep. Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Grindhouse, a lot of those were uh, were exploitation films.
1: Yeah, especially there was that great, it was like mid-2000s, There's that Grindhouse kind of like tribute, that two-pack movie from Quentin Tarantino and Rodriguez. It was uh, Rodriguez. Death Proof and uh, um, uh, Planet Terror. Yep, great, great. Ba- I saw that in the theaters back-to-back, a double future, actually. It was fantastic. Tarantino
0: is like, Tarantino and Rodriguez are now the like major exploitation film revivalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have people like Roger Corman. And... Oh, yep, yep.
1: Oh, yeah, the canon films of the 80s. Yes, yes those are, oh, my gosh. we should, That's a whole nother episode right there. Sorry sorry for bringing that <laughs> up. No, no, it's all good. It's, hey, we're all here to learn. I'm all for it. So back to Hill eyes 2 here. Um, yeah, so what do you make of these antagonists? They kind of show them being masters of their terrain. They kind of go down these... Uh, uh, gilly holes, or uh, off to the side, making use of these caves, these uh, bunkers, yeah, little bunkers, underground mines. They really—it's kind of like their version of guerrilla warfare, wouldn't you say?
0: Yes, but you know, in a way, they're trying to protect their 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 land, which can be an allegory for the old the old West, in a sense, maybe too. Yeah, I don't know if I picked up on that, but yeah, it was definitely... I, well, you know, if you look at it from the monster's point of view, you know, it's like they're invading their...
1: Yeah. They're, I, I guess, yeah, I, there were some parts where they showed them, like, hey, these aren't just, you know, brainless zombies. They they know their terrain. Like, where they first show them, I guess we should probably set up the squad of soldiers that get sent out to... Uh, try to find the people who yeah, got lost. Yeah, because at first, yeah, you, you, it's like the squad of trainee soldiers, I guess... Uh, within like a little driving distance of this uh, closed-off, uh, super secret, unauthorized or unrecognized testing grounds is a training area for for, tra- for new for new uh, just out of boot camp soldiers there, and there, it shows us you know our, our wily group of soldiers failing miserably at a training mission. <laughs>
0: well, here's the thing, you know, back in the back in the 1950s, they actually did that. Mm-hmm. They tested nuclear weapons in the desert.
1: Yeah where, it was, yeah, where it was literally deserted no one lived around and it, well, it could I be a, contained in, within the blast radius.
0: In, in college, I did a paper for a class called Environmental Ethics, and it was on uh, the, the testing in Bikini Atoll in the Pacific. And basically, because of the testing, things have been exposed to radiation, and the radiation has actually mutated some coral in, in the... the the sea off Bikini Atoll, and it's cancer-resistant,
1: so... Wow. Yeah, all kinds of potential just, like, yeah, weird side effects, I guess, from... Well, you know,
0: radiation does have weird side effects. There's a... If anyone here has seen the movie The Stand by Stephen King, there was a character in it by the name of Trashcan Man, and he wants to uh, get in favor with Randall Flagg, so he rides a nuclear bomb... Down the middle of Las Vegas.
1: I don't know, if what would you say is more out there? That or Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Uh, Harrison Ford surviving a nuclear bomb inside a fridge. A leaded line fridge, mind you.
0: <laughs> oh, he's pretty, probably going to get some sort of cancer from that fridge eventually.
1: No, no, they showed him, they, they washed uh, the chemicals right off, and he survived all these years later for the sequel coming out this year.
0: Another Indiana Jones movie? Come on. Raiders of the Last Ark and The Last Crusade are my favorite, and I'm The Temple you. of Doom, anything after that
1: is crap. Last Crusade, all the way. yeah, it's going to be, what, Harrison Ford's like 80-some years old, but we digress. Um, I'm so, sorry. No, no, it's all good. It's and This is pretty interesting, these these tangents are going on. It's always just nice to see. It just, very many ways we could go off into movie, movie love here on the show, but, uh, so these the squad of uh, trainees they get turned to a search and rescue mission once they find out the squadron they're sent out to send supplies to they're missing so and they of course start to get picked off by all the uh, natives here in the in the terrain by the ways we just mentioned there and what do you think of some of the death scenes in here how would you rate those <laughs> they were cool yeah unfortunately the, it starts out with some unfortunate friendly fire because they, they spook they start to spook all the trainees and uh, remember they,
0: the toilet man
1: oh yeah he hid in the
0: porta potty.
1: Yeah, they find a couple of survivors that are just uh, down to their last. They're they're like they're they're done. They're spooked beyond belief. One of them dies once because they yeah, they literally they literally drag him out of a porta potty. Well,
0: that guy's trying to go to the bathroom and then the arm comes up and yeah. it,
1: and another guy gets uh, yeah j- just. Uh, there's a couple fall off a cliff and meet their doom because the, because the antagonists, they cut off their, their rigging wires. What about the good, the good hills have eyes guy? Yeah, there's one good one that helps them out. And then, do we ever find out what happens to him afterwards? I think I'm no, i might either lost I, track of him or I just forgot about him.
0: I think I, I think we just forgot about him. Yeah,
1: it. I don't think, yeah, he kind of helps them find their way and then, then he just kind of disappears, never to be heard of. Uh, he kind of helps out the last few surviving squad members, uh, uh, kind of... Meet a shortcut to find their way to the final encounter there, but yeah, the the it's pretty interesting seeing all the squad of trainees there. They you keep thinking they're all going to be goners, but well, they, they they start to get the upper hand a little bit throughout the movie, getting getting the upper hand on a couple of these villains.
0: Well, you know, and they, and here's here's a major thing in the movie. They had a what call it? A uh, like a radar that they could see the people on.
1: Like, uh, I'm trying to remember about how that went. I'm blanking on that there. Well,
0: they were, like, setting... At the beginning, when the scientists are there, they're set, they setting up a radar so that they can see what's
1: going on. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right now. Yep, yeah. And they're trying to track them down to see where they're at. And, yeah, it's kind of... This movie came out at an interesting time because I think it takes place at the present in 2007 at the time. And it's at this it's interesting the- transition with technology and the military... Because you see, like, the last era of cell phones before smartphones came out. Like, they play a video on a cell phone, but it's still, like, the old, like, hold it up to your side. Uh, The thin rectangular phones, not like the current smartphones of today.
0: So you're saying it's not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, like, is filmed nowadays, but takes place in the 70s. Yeah. There was another good movie like that, though. Uh, uh, Rob Zombie's trilogy, uh, his... uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. Yeah, that's We're a great all, trilogy. You know, in the night in the two thousands, but they take place in like nineteen seventy something.
1: So we should probably get towards the wrapping up this film here. They they eventually meet the final big bad of this uh, group of hills people. I don't know what the right term to call them antagonists, misunderstood hills people, radioactively transformed. Inbred, whatever you want to call him, he's referred to as Papa, <laughs> and he is quite the in, quite the intimidating uh, head boss, right? Is
0: that the one that uh, is trying to make more?
1: Ill yeah. People? Yep, yeah, he, like I said, this is a heavy duty, and the version I saw too, uh, it's not available on any streaming services. Uh, I, I was able to rent it off Voodoo, so it was like four or five, I think a $4 rental off Voodoo. So well,
0: it's, my, the copy I have is unrated, so. Yeah,
1: and that copy on Voodoo is unrated also, so I have no idea what the actual theatrical version is too, but they make sure to get everything out of this unrated version, because it's, yeah, the, there's some very unrated or hard. R rated stuff with this uh, well, Papa character. It's
0: like with the the movie Fried Berry that we did a few yeah. months ago. That was that was rated
1: eighteen plus. Oh yeah, I guess the European rating. Yeah, that movie was. Oh man, that movie was a bit much for me. Not uh, this one. I was able to handle here too. But I mean, that Papa, they make sure they he does some dastardly stuff in this movie. Suffice it to say, but uh, I, I I guess you could say he meets, he gets his comeuppance at least, right? Yeah, because the way the squadron, you know, they, they there's a. I thought the final battle with him it was like three on one, but you know the you know Papa Monster he's so uh, he's got the big upper hand on him as far as like height, size, all that that he's just dismantling them, and they have to you know the three s- surviving squad members they gotta uh, really utilize their surroundings to get the best of them, but they do it in a very like wow they had meet meet his match. Yes. Like, yes. like the image. Part of me wanted to take a snapshot of it because, yeah they they made sure to finish them off for good. I don't remember how they finished them off, but yeah, I would describe it here, but it'd probably be a little too. Yeah, you know, probably best. I don't. I don't want to spoil it because they they make sure to. Uh, if people saw Halloween kills, I think we talked about it on big screens and TV streams on GFBS here a couple months ago. Um, they make sure to. Really, leave no stone unturned that there's no even lingering question that, you know, Michael Myers could survive. They finish him off for good, just like they finish off this head villain in Hills Have Eyes 2 for good.
0: But, you know, here's the thing about Michael Myers he's just going to come back from the dead, anyways.
1: Yeah. Did you see Halloween uh, ends yet? No. Yeah. He- yeah he's not coming back (laughs) he's not coming back. well jason keeps Um, coming back unless if they do a straight on reboot but there's no way they can continue the can the canon from this and have him come back yeah there's
0: i'm i gotta plug a book on since we're talking about michael myers it's called taking shape it's a it's about the making of uh halloween so So, okay yeah
1: i'll have to look into that yeah i I thought i remember i can borrow it to you i got a copy yeah, that was uh, yeah, that yeah, that Halloween ends. Oh man, I that, I'm sorry getting off on this tangent. Yeah, it's all good, but yeah, but yeah, back to Hills of Eyes 2. So, what do you think overall? More creepy than the first. Thrills for it? The first was a lot better. The first remake was a lot better?
0: The first remake was a lot better. And the original film was a lot better too. I think that's I think I think they're just going for like jump scares and stuff like that now. And I I really don't appreciate that. As I said before, you know, this movie I thought was an abomination, but it needed to be talked about.
1: I I thought I kinda enjoyed it in a straight to video, cheesy, B movie horror kind of way. But as far as like a serious, hardcore, like scary uh survival horror movie, uh, it's, you know, it, it just doesn't hold up that well. I've
0: seen mm-hmm. cheesy B movies straight to video that are a lot better,
1: than but especially when you got these predecessors to compare it to, it it just does not hold up, right? Well, look at Puppet Master. There's like
0: umpteenth number of Puppet Masters out now.
1: Yeah, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes is kind of about about where we're sitting here too. Critic rating of twelve percent for the aggregate. ooh, yeah. that's not good at all. Audience was a little better but still not great, forty percent for the audience aggregate on Rotten Tomatoes, uh but for budget for box office it did pretty good. You know, this you know these movies have their loyal fan base, so budget of fifteen million, box office of thirty seven point six million. So like uh it's yeah, more than doubled.
0: People thought it would be like the West Craven film.
1: Yeah, yeah. People were and crying. if you
0: put West Craven's name on anything, they'll go see it. Yeah. Especially since uh Wes Craven has passed away, no?
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Rest in peace, Wes Craven.
0: Well, I, I saw a magazine cover, and then I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Yeah, with uh, Wes Craven wearing a Freddy glove and a Freddy hat. It was on the cover of a horror hound magazine, and uh, they had like this whole article just on Wes Craven. So if 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 you like horror movies, there's a, a bunch of great magazines out there that you can get especially if you get the import magazines those are really or wonderful. the
1: names of a couple of them again
0: Horror Hounds, scream famous monsters of Filmland, fangoria room org any of those are are just
1: wonderful do some searches online from folks all right so uh we got before we wrap up with a couple of things and a preview for next week's show we're going to have a quick word from our friends at executive properties
0: Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org.
1: All right, now this is a quick heads up on some other GFBS shows going on earlier this week. Interviewed on GFBS earlier this week was Travis from Brothers Firearms just down the hall from us here in the Grand Cities Mall. And you do not want to miss out on this week's Dirty Thursday because they have on Brian Sturgeon, Hall of Fame snowmobiler, and Scott Schuster. So make sure to give this episode a listen. And if you want to help support GFBS, please leave us a five-star review on Google or hit that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website. And Icky, you have a website now for all the episodes of Weird Cinema.
0: Yes, I do actually, and I thank you so much, Dale, for making that for me.
1: Yeah, we kind of took a look at it here before the show. If you know, people can go there for to quick download or stream all the audio episodes of Weird Cinema and Weird Wrestling, just right there, all in one place for you. Or they have links on there to subscribe to in order to get all the latest Weird Cinema, Weird Wrestling episodes on apps like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and so many other apps. It's... So you better watch me, otherwise the squids are coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that website is weirdcinema.podbean.com. Pretty easy to remember, weirdcinema.podbean.com. All right, Icky, what are we going to be talking about next week?
0: I know it's really not a weird movie, but uh, I'm I'm oh. Norwegian through and through, so... Um... We're going to be doing the superhero movie Thor, so stay weird, Grand Forks.